Hello, 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 hello. I don't know. Nothing really matters. We we saw Kinky Boots last night on Broadway, and now everything just seems so much less without it. I miss Lola. Less, yeah, less than Lola. Oh my God, Lola! Wow. I'm well, gay. I'm officially a gay man. If ever there was any <laughs> doubt. Welcome to Daddy Square, live from New York City. That's right, Broadway. Broadway, baby. Yes, uh, we're in New York. Uh, we were here for the weekend, a, a little getaway, and uh, we also worked on a future episode, mm-hmm. should I say. Uh, I'm Jan, and... And I'm Alex. It was a very hard week for California, as uh, we were escaping from the fires and yeah. the shootings at the beginning of the week. Yeah, it was a bad, bad Beach. weekend. It's a bitch of a week. Yeah. Uh, there was someone in the gay dad's group uh, who was evacuated. Yeah, somebody yeah. in my group at work lost his house after two months after he moved into it with his family. Unbelievable. Yeah. Anyway, uh, let's... Uh, how can we go back yeah, to start? Yeah, I don't know how you segue from that, but maybe you just shouldn't. Let's just, let's just go on as they must. Uh, today we're going to talk about stay-at-home dads um, and it's an unfamiliar territory for us because both Alex and I are work-driven and not only work-driven but we try not to stay at home <laughs> this episode is sponsored by Yandekel web design and social media services wait seriously you're plugging your stuff I don't know this episode is sponsored by Warner Brothers go see one of our movies or our lovely television shows what are we doing here <laughs> So uh, there's something really interesting about uh, stay-at-home dads um, or stay-at-home parents, for that matter, uh, that's been happening in the last decade, which is it's it's a new term. It's called WAM and WADS. What's that? Working at home dads. WADS? Yeah. I would pronounce it WADS and it would have a different meaning, but okay, fine. <laughs> it means uh, dads, dads who left her job to take care of the kids, but also blog from home or do something like developing their own business, which also gives them something else to do other than the kids. Yeah. You know, I, I would point out that that sounds so new, but the truth is that women in their in their day, when it was always the woman who was uh, staying at home, many women started and continue to start businesses from home while they're taking care of children. And I think that it's uh, only proper that men should be doing the same thing. Sure. What's great is that uh, Craig, the, our uh, guest today, uh, is a stay-at-home dad. He lives in Long Beach, but his kids are old enough that he's also can give us a retrospect about being a stay-at-home dad, but also he started building his own business right. um, and working from home, and we also uh, talked to him about that. You know, I, I have to say that anyone who's listened, I hope you've listened to all of our episodes and uh, and have enjoyed them. Oh, and have rated them and, and, and re- reviews. We love that. Uh, but if you've listened to any of our episodes, it's been become pretty clear that uh, certainly for me, but probably for both me and Yanir, um, raising our children has not been the most uh, smooth and natural transition for us. And there has been a, a tremendous amount for us to get used to. And to hear this guy talking about the way the way he wanted his children, the approach that he took to getting them as a, as a foster parent, and then how naturally it came to him to want to take care of them, you know, 
all day, every day, d despite the fact of expressing stress, etc., that he just connected with that was such a surprise to me and, and uh, kind of a revelation because it is distant from the way yes, I operate. it's not in our comfort zone. It to, isn't. To stay at home and, and do only stuff that are you know revolve around the kids it's just in, it's just incredible and and kind of breathtaking and i think that during the interview we kind of you know went with a with a question of what kind of people do want to stay at home yeah how, that's right how how do you know what, how does it relate to their past right right to uh, to their own childhood and i think it's uh it's really interesting to kind of because we kind of figured it out during the interview with do you Craig. think so well we'll We'll I listen mean, to the interview. Not, I'm not, not sure like if we figured it out. No, but I, I, I'm not saying there's a black and white in this, of course. But uh, but I think that uh, the fact that the, uh, Craig's mother was a stay-at-home mom. Right. And he wanted to give his kids what, what he had in, in his childhood, uh, which obviously was a good experience for him. For him. Uh, I think it was. it's interesting. It is interesting. Sure. Sure. Okay, we're going straight to the interview. Alex, do you have something else to say? No, let's do it. Let's listen to Craig. Good morning. Good morning. How are you, Craig? I'm excellent this morning. Craig was telling me on the way up here that he just came, he came here from Long Beach. Yes. Yeah. Those of you who are from other countries and other states don't know that that's what we call in the Jewish terminology a schlep. <laughs> it is. Yes. Thank <laughs> you for schlepping over here. We appreciate it. So, uh, Craig, you were a stay-at-home dad. Yes. I mean, it's tr the terminology is tricky, too. For a while, I used to be kind of picky about being a, called a full-time dad rather than a stay-at-home dad. Right. It okay. sounds more uh, structural. Yeah. And yes. we also didn't stay at home a lot. We were out <laughs> a lot in the world. <laughs> and how many kids do you have? Three. Wow. So twins? Yeah, I have twins that are about, they're eight, and uh, a son who is six. Do you know that in a research that was uh, conducted in 2014 in America, 60% of Americans says that it's best to have a stay-at-home parent? Yeah. Yes, I mean that's. Uh, you. I was probably one of those people that <laughs> said yes or would have said yes if it was asked that. It was really important to me mm -hmm. when having kids to be able to uh, stay home with them. So w what happened before that? Before you, I used to have a career and all that. I uh, doing what? I worked in. I, I told people I have kind of an accidental career in the automotive industry. I got my PhD in um, experimental psychology, studying depth perception. Mm -hmm. And then that kind of led to some work studying automatic braking systems in cars. Right. And then that led to uh, a job for, with Nissan where I did future planning and market research. The methodology that I use is that if the red lights get too <laughs> wide, it means I'm about too to close. hit the yeah. car in front of me. Yes, um, very much. Uh, well, that's interesting. So wait, so were you a full time, should I say, I'm gonna go with full time dad? Sure, that's good. Uh, I'm were, less picky now than I used to be. <laughs> <laughs> um, were you a full time dad from the first moment of the, you started Yes, the well twins, actually, right? the, the, at the, when we were beginning our family was right when the economic downturn happened. Right. And so I was laid off from my job. It was sort of a mutual decision. So, mm -hmm. but, uh, so I, I had about a, almost a year of not having a job Got while it. we were preparing to have the kids. So, oh. Got it. 
Um, and it was an adoption, right? Yes, adoption uh, from foster care. Okay. So sure. we had, and, and which isn't always the case. We got uh, our daughters, our twins, when they were five days old, and mm-hmm. our son when he was three days old. So we really did have them almost from the very first day. So I'm curious about this because actually my situation was not the same, but it could have been. Um, are, so you were without a job when yes. you guys had the, your, your first Yes, I was, I was enjoying my severance package. <laughs> right, but I guess I have to wonder, so what did that do to you psychologically? Oh, not having a job? Not having a job. It wasn't by choice. It wasn't like, okay, I'm leaving my job right now to have kids. Right, there was this gap. So did yeah. it make you, did it sort of double down on the sense of, oh, wow, uh, you know, I'm everything about my life has changed, you know, overnight. It must have been a very yeah. Well, I mean, there was sort of the six first six months of being unemployed where I was really enjoying it and just taking great advantage of, <laughs> of not having that drudgery anymore. And right. the, the ending of the job hadn't been fantastic, and so it was really it was really great. And then by the time then that sort of period sort of worn off, I was right in the middle of like waiting for the kids to happen and getting all that to happen. So because mm. wow. there was sort of this period of time where you're you know getting approved for foster care and going through all that right. active work before the kids actually show up. Right. So, Understood. And what 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 kind of work uh, you're you have a you're married? Yes. What kind of work does your uh, husband or did he have at the time? He has a, a variety of things that he does. He's mm-hmm. he's sort of most uh, most of his work historically has been the hotel industry. So right now okay. he's an asset manager for um, some real estate investors who own a few hotels. Got it. And then he also is a real estate broker, and we also flip homes. Do, so, so does that mean that? Yeah, I think these guys are actually spies. I just want to point out, whenever somebody has that much kind of, yeah, we do a little bit of that. They're spies. Yeah. Um, do you, does does he also have flexibility in his yes. schedule? So that that's, helps a lot. Yeah, and he's great. since since we had the kids, he's been a his hotel work has been works from a home office, and the real estate agent, real estate broker stuff is almost all, you know that's almost everybody who does that works from home most of the time. Mm. And then, of course, when we are working on houses, that's you know, flexible too. So, Alex, don't chew when you. Speak I'm to sorry, this. I made a mistake and I put a mint in my <laughs> mouth before we started. I'll finish it now. <laughs> it sounds like you're breaking. I'm almost done. What. Um, so, I I read uh, what was it uh, in the Huff Post? Oh, the Huffington Post. Yeah. About you saying that t- twins were not such a big deal, and then you wanted another one, and I think that's when <laughs> you, when I that's stopped. Right, you guys have twins, <laughs> and I've stopped. Yeah, we. I stopped reading. And I'm like, Alex, this is what he said. This is it, it, it doesn't sound logical to me. We so were tell concerned me how about easy your, was it? Well, do for remember, you? I had a year of unemployment. <laughs> <laughs> we were so concerned well about your mental well-being when we <laughs> read that. But you know, well rested. <laughs> yeah, tell us, tell us how. How First of all, did you expect twins when no, you? No, no, not okay, at all. So, so we had, we had some friends who sort of preceded us down the um, gay parenthood uh, mm-hmm. road with uh, adopting from foster care, and they had a sibling set, a brother and a sister who were uh, three and four, three and five, something like that. And it was fantastic. These kids were, were fantastic, even though they were a little older in the system. They just they just fell right into the new family, and everything. Really, no issues. It was just fantastic. We thought, yes, that is what we want. And so we signed up for the same thing, basically. We, right. we wanted uh, two kids. We wanted them under five years old. And then they called us with newborn twins. No, newborn? Yeah, five days old. Five days old. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah, okay. And we had to pick them up that day, that afternoon. Really? Yeah. Wait, so how long were you? How long did you wait from the time that you applied? I think we were certified in 
mid-November. Yeah. And then the twins were born uh, end of January. Oh, wow. Really quick. Yeah, and we had a few calls in between then that we that we didn't that didn't we didn't say yes to right. for various reasons. Got it. But yeah, but that's that was, incredible. Yeah. So you're a stay-at-home dad, and you take your babies to you know places like the park yep. and stuff like that, and you're <laughs> pretty much among moms. Mostly, mostly. yeah, yeah. Uh, what what was it like? Well, you definitely get that that standard kind of strange look about what are you doing here? You don't belong here. You're <laughs> the outlier in this area. But then, and then you sort of get the also the like, wow, what a fantastic dad you are! Uh, you know, mom's going to work and you're the vanguard and the right. And then you get that they that you talk some more and they realize, oh, you're a gay dad, which is even know, cooler. Even cooler. Oh my god! Now we, ha- we can check that off of our right. You know, our friend list. We we now know the gay dad at the park. So it was all pretty positive right. you know, from the moms. But you do also kind of. Uh, you're not kind of welcomed into the inner circle of the groups, you know. Mm-hmm. I feel like, and also because you don't fit in with a lot of groups. I wasn't having nursing issues, and I wasn't having, yeah, you know. Uh, oh, you'd thing. have issues <laughs> if you tried to do it. Well, that is true, um, <laughs> right? Well, that, that's interesting. So, so um, here you are, and uh, uh, did did your did your husband take uh, like a, a block of time off no. when the kids came? No, but he was did work from home, so he was there, you know. Another question: Did you grow up with younger siblings? No, I'm the, I was the younger of two. Did you have a lot of I don't know little cousins that were around you growing up? A little. Were you I mean, exposed not, to a lot yeah. of very small. And children? I, I was a babysitter when I was younger. When I was yeah. like a young teenager, and then even in college, I was I was a sort of nanny, uh, part time right. nanny, I guess, for a, a boy in the area. So I kind of had I had I didn't have a lot of baby experience. I right. Should say. I had a lot mm-hmm. of. Babysitting and little kid experience. I'm just thinking about what happened with us, you know, just the very idea that you could go for even one full 24 hour period um, with twin babies seems um, really, really hard. And you did this without a break for how long? Meaning what were the breaks like other than sleep? Um, Parents or occasional my husband's babysitter. Mom lives uh, in Glendale, so uh-huh. not close but not super close. And she was pretty in- involved in the beginning. I mean, we had we had a couple. Um, we had an overnight or two at the. Uh, I don't know, not in the first few months, I'd say, but we had. They she she would occasionally take the babies overnight. Right. So. And mm-hmm. and would come and, and hang out while I could go do something. You know, there were uh-huh. there were some breaks. What'd you do? What'd you do when she came and gave you two hours? <laughs> I don't even remember at this right. point, those early days. It's all, it's really such a blur. Um, I mean, I used to do all sorts of, you know, I used to exercise. I used to do yoga classes. I was actually at a yoga class when we got the call for the babies. That's <laughs> I had to check my voicemail, but I didn't do much of that anymore. Right. Um, but occasionally I would get out and I, I swim and so I would go exercise a little bit. Mostly that. Mostly get, get some exercise. But most of the time, the, the day was around the kids. So yeah. basically everything was around the kids. Do you remember what, what were you doing the whole day? Like, let's say you I took them out. To, I t- I had, you took they, them out? Yeah, they, I, out of the house. <laughs> I mean, not when they were newborn so much. I mean, we, still t- we took them out more than some people do. Mm-hmm. Okay. But as soon as they were able to not just be... You know, blobs. Blobs. Yeah. They, we were out. We went right. to parks. We went to museums. We went to baby play areas. We... Mm. Went to the beach and sat on the sand. We went to the park and sat on the grass. Like I, I, people always said, like, how can you do that with these babies? And I said, it's easier. They were, like, they are so much better out in the world doing things than sitting at home 
and in their normal Especially stuff. Yeah. yeah, we we certainly discovered when they were old enough to walk around, but even yeah. before that, for your own sanity, being out of the house is critical as yeah. much as you can make it work. Yeah. Yeah. Don't destroy my Kylie collection. <laughs> Just go destroy somebody else. That's right. <laughs> That's right. What was it like for you to when you thought that the kids are old enough and you want to go back doing something? Yeah. Well, the, the first opportunity for that was when the girls were about two. We thought, well, they're starting to get old enough. They could be in some daycare. They could be. Uh, and, and then we decided, well, it's either time to, for me to start looking for a job or to have another baby. Mm-hmm. So we sort of went through that once, and then the answer was another baby. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And it was really the, the, the way the, the process worked with foster care and the adoption. By the time the girls were two is when we started the adoption process. Mm-hmm. And so it just sort of worked out well that we could we had foster, social workers coming back more regularly, and we said, oh, now that we're finalizing this, this adoption, let's you know, put our name back in the hat for somebody else. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, and we gave this for the second time around. We gave a really specific request. We wanted that we wanted a boy because we had two girls. We also wanted the boy to be Hispanic because his sisters would be. We wanted them to have that commonality. We wanted you know we wanted a newborn. We wanted no drug or alcohol issues with the mother. We wanted you know this whole like yeah. perfect 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 list. And they looked at us like, come on now, <laughs> what will you really <laughs> like? Well, we're not desperate anymore. Like, right, <laughs> right. You know, we'll take what we we'll take, this is what we want. And if it comes good, and if not, I'll go back to work. And then they called us a month later with our son. Wow, you guys, <laughs> <laughs> you, you are, uh, you're either very lucky or I don't know what, that's, that's yeah. amazing. Yeah, and I mean, we, we've actually gotten, like with the Huffington Post article, we got some few pieces of negative response from people said that this is sort of misleading because your story with foster care adoption was so positive that it's misleading to people who end up getting, you know, their hearts broken because kids get right. taken away. And right. I have this theory have, that, you know, that, um, commenting digitally has become too oh, easy yeah, yeah. <laughs> because that's just yes that's true but yeah. uh, that was I mean, your it, story it was your story yeah but we didn't know? get any of those negative you know horrible hate mail pieces it was just right. sort of honest like uh, sure yeah so well there are opinions and things happen to oh yeah you know. and i i worked in a support group for some foster parents who had had the kids taken away so, oh. that. so i sort of didn't experience it but really saw it up close and personal from yeah. people that happened to so it's it's really terrible, and they don't get the support they need, I think, from their families, usually from it. Right. Did you cook for them? when you? St- when yes. You, do you still do? Yes, not as much as I probably used to. Would so you, you cook co- for us? <laughs> <laughs> you cook for our kids. Uh, so you cook for them. What else did you do around the house? Well, my husband is a lot cleaner than I am. I'll mm-hmm. say that. I mean, I mean, I thought the right word. He's, he likes to have things picked up. Tidy. Tidy. He's tidy, tidy, yes. And we do have a housekeeper, so there's mm-hmm. we don't have to quite so much worry about the yeah. the sort of the deep cleaning mm-hmm. aspect that happens. But um, but just constantly, even if uh, he probably thought I did <laughs> thinks I do less of the cleaning than I do. But I was like, can you believe what this place would look like if I wasn't doing my share <laughs> right. too? But when he's gone, things really start to like build up and mm-hmm. uh, fall apart. So so but I clean a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to figure out like. What were you doing? Like, if the kids were asleep, if the kids oh, were so sleeping, were if you... I, sleeping if I could. Okay. Or grab, maybe you know, I, I would read a book or maybe play a video game or something. You know, it changes the, the phases of parenting changes so much depending on the age. It's hard to sort of pinpoint exactly because when they're newborns, you grab anything and you're up all night. Yeah. I would sleep whenever I could. Right. Um, or but you know, or cook some food or clean up mm-hmm. some. You just kind of grab these little pieces of time that you have and do what needs to be done with them. But you really, 
and it, but then once the kids are even sleeping through the night, you know, they wake up at seven and they go to sleep at seven. And so you're really working yeah. 12 hours in a row without exactly. any, you know, they sleep, they take a nap and you take a shower or whatever it is, but there's not any real downtime in that 12 hours. Right. Yeah. Uh, Alex and I have uh, friends who one of them are a stay at home dad. Um, and he is has taken on himself like some sort of a role like a, I want to say like Martha Stewart ah. is that First, a, like, I, I he's the earth mother okay. earth to mother. me he's the earth mother he's a really kind of shocking amazing he, he makes food he makes like shakes and and were you like that too a little bit I mean I remember we had this sort of baby food steamer so I started off buying the organic vegetables and like steaming them in the baby food steamer and then eventually like yeah the jar the jarred organic stuff is probably just fine <laughs> <laughs> so the, you know but it, you know things did kind of go through phases with that mm-hmm. were, right. I think that that um, Jan's question is uh, is valuable but it also speaks to something else which is I think that there is probably a split between parents, and I'm not just talking about gay parents here, parents who um, are prepared to do the full-time, full-time parent thing, and parents who are not. Um, I can speak for Jan and say that neither one of us was prepared to do it, and didn't, (laughs) and and didn't do it, right? So, So I guess my question for you, two questions. The first one is, did you know before you did it? Did you say, "Yeah, this will work. I, I'm comfortable with this idea." Yes. And okay, so the answer was yes. <laughs> then did you ever did you ever feel like you had made a mistake after the fact and say, "Oh my God, what the hell well, am I doing?" Well, there were certainly the, you know moments where any parenting, whatever you're doing, you're thinking, "Well, you uh, you're in, in deep with screaming babies. And you, what, what have I done?" You know, right? <laughs> Is this my beautiful life? <laughs> right. <laughs> Experience. Yeah. So, but then the second then the second question would be this: Do you feel a um, do you feel the difference between yourself and you know other parents who simply look at you and say, "Well, how how <laughs> does it? What kind of impact does it have on you? Do you feel uncomfortable with well, that? It's, it, it's, it's superior it's, to us. It's complicated because I really went into it thinking, you know, I, I had a stay-at-home mom for most of my early childhood, and that was really important to me. And um, my husband was a had a single mom. Mm-hmm. And who worked two jobs, and so he was didn't have that at all, and so it wasn't so important to him for that to happen. He's like, well, right. I'm, I came out fine without that. But it, part of the reason I was so insistent about it is because I knew we weren't going to have biological children, and so, and and I thought we were going to get older children who'd probably been through some traumatic experiences, uh. and so, uh, any, but either way, like having kids that are not you don't already come with a bond with. Um, it was really important to me to have a, a lot of time to mm. spend with them to really develop that deep bond that we weren't going to, you know, be born with. They weren't going to be born with. Right. Oh, that's interesting. But then I hate to, like, put that on some people because that's we were also supremely lucky that we had enough money and time and resources to for, yeah. that I could do that. Not everyone does. And, I, you know, and I don't mean to sort of play holier than thou against people oh, who yeah. can't make that choice either. Right. But it was really important to me. And I. Thing, it's been really great for my kids too to have that experience, it's been, and it's been great for me. So, do you notice any difference between the way your kids interact with you and the way they interact with your husband that you think might be attributable to your full-time yeah. dad? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's the, it was it's, it's 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 some of it's just sort of parenting styles too. I'm the like I'm the Earth Mother, or the, <laughs> I'm the like I'm always the comfort giver, uh-huh. and I'm the one they come to when they're scared. I'm the one they they come to when they they really need comfort and. Uh, not that he's he's 
you know, mean dad or something, but he's just <laughs> less of that than I am. Right. And so part of that is just our personalities, but I'm sure some of that is that that's, you know, they got that from me from such an early age so much that they, you know, I'm the one they rely on for it. Got so it. it's a little bit tricky to tell how much of his personality, how much we would have gotten that just, you know, if we both got off to jobs and left them sure. with a yeah. care provider. So going back to do something to get some money, you made a like a home business, right? What work from oh, home? Yeah, so I started a photography business. So I basically create virtual tours for um, real estate sales mostly, so that you can sort of walk oh. through a property that you haven't gone to see. Because we were mm. we had that sort of experience doing a lot of buying and selling homes, and it was always frustrating to uh, not be able to see them, you know, in mm. detail before you went. So I had this idea. I actually tried to develop something myself, and then some other company beat me to it. And then I thought, ah, oh, I'll just buy their camera and stuff and. You do like do 360 it. things and all that yeah. stuff. Oh, those are cool. The decision was because you financial decision or because you felt that you need I mean, something. We didn't need the money, but it's always but it, you know that's the other side of having not having two people bringing in income is that there's always you know this you can just see like what could we do if we had another <laughs> income for this family instead right. of you know what we don't. Mm-hmm. But of course, you know, you, there's a lot of expenses. But there was always that pressure on my husband to, that he was he had the, the sole responsibility of making all the money, and uh, you know it's just so he put on pre- he put on you pressure. What's yeah, I mean some indi- some directly, but mostly indirectly. You just sort of feel like he would he would be all stressed out about something going on at work or some you know sale mm-hmm. of real estate that hadn't gone through or something and. I didn't really feel that because I was distant from it, right. but I sympathized. And so, and it was also that you know, the kids got older and they were away from me more and there, there was just time to start doing that. So, mm-hmm. and I was getting a little bit bored with <laughs> being a parent for so many years. How did it start? Well, it started gradually. That's part of why I started that kind of business rather mm-hmm. than going, you know, applying for a job and trying to get back. It's also tricky to get back into you know, after a big break in your, I sympathize with all the moms who've done this. Right. You know, trying to, get to start restart a career after you've been gone for a while is tricky. But also, I didn't, I didn't want to go back to a nine to five or a, you know eight to six mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of job just because I still wanted to be with the kids a lot, and they weren't all in school yet. They've only my son's in first grade now, so it's only been two. This is really the first year where he's he's in an all day school program. So mm-hmm. it was something I wanted to be able to ramp up, and so we just sort of started off, and I. You know, did it when I when I had time. It's a good job. You know, you usually start at something about ten o'clock, and you're done by. You can arrange things most days to be done by three. Mm-hmm. And my husband can pick them up or drop them off if I have an early or late job. Yeah. So it's it's pretty flexible. What was the beginning like for you? The beginning of, of uh, oh. establishing a business. Well, <laughs> it's always tricky Tell to start us, a business. Because yeah. I know a lot of uh, dad, a lot of dads oh, must be thinking about. Yeah, you know, it was a struggle. Uh, I mean, in the the. the I didn't make much. I didn't make. I don't think. I didn't lose money any year. So that's, like, yeah. I guess, a good piece of a first business, but it, or a new business. A lot of people mm-hmm. lose money. And I, I, you know, I paid back the investment in buying the new technology, and I made enough money to cover my expenses with a website and all that stuff. But it was sort of depressing at the end of that first year th- to see that I really didn't make any money for the time right. I put in. I just paid the bills, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> that yeah. I generated from working. <laughs> but now it's better. Now I'm making money more regularly, and, mm-hmm. and I feel like it's more actively contributing. Yeah, I, I read an article in a parenting magazine that uh, a lot of stay-at-home parents actually this is the the common solution to not go back to a ah. full-time job, but to start an at-home business. It's very common, and I think it's yeah. uh, it's a very good way to actually, in a way, reinvent yourself. Right? Yeah, and I, I don't I, I sympathize with with parents who who have two full-time jobs. But I really don't know how they do it. It's, I mean, I 
doctor's appointments and uh, meeting with teachers at school and dropping the kids off and late th- start days at school. And I mean, you, have oh, to, it's I called, feel like you have a whole staff to do it, I would think, right? It's called couples therapy. <laughs> <laughs> and we have other episodes that cover that topic. Yes. I, I, I've, listened, I've listened to the episodes, so I maybe should yeah, get some no, couples listen, therapy. Yeah, no, listen, I think it was actually I wanted to ask you a related question because so – one of the couples therapy topics we've been dealing with recently, uh-oh, um, uh-oh. am I not allowed to do no, that? No, you can. Um, <laughs> is, is this question of, so in our relationship. Mark, listen. Uh, yeah, Mark. Mark is listening. Um, <laughs> he's going to charge us for the time. <laughs> so I'm listening to um, one, one of One of the, the uh, it's a, you know, certainly the division of time spent with the kids has been a challenge on and off during the last three years since our kids have been around, right? Yeah. Oh, you know, uh, I spent more time with the kids, much more time this week than you did, or mm. stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. I think another factor, though, that's been really interesting is that recently we've been talking about the fact that there's the time that you spend with the kids and there's the management of parenting. They're two different things. Okay. The time that you spend with the kids is like, hey, here, here are the kids. Go, do, let's go to the park. Do, whatever. Do yeah. the kid thing. Yeah. Right. And then there's the I'm going to plan, you know, when the doctor's appointment is going to be, who get when the, the such and such gets paid for this mm-hmm, and that mm-hmm. and you know all of the appointments and answering the emails and everything else yeah. in our relationship. Um, 90% of that is done by Jan. Okay. Um, and it's been a point of contention yeah. for us, right? Because of your time with the kids, has that resulted in you also being the, you know, chief management oh, officer? Yeah. Yeah, I do. I do all of that stuff. Right, you, and you still do, even though now you work. Yeah, except like I say, if I if I if I so if I ask in advance and say I have a request to do a job at eight a.m. on such and such morning, mm-hmm. can you take the kids to school that morning? But that's just his so that's, time. That's yeah. an assignment given by the chief management officer, who is you. I'm, yeah, I'm still managing it. Yeah, right. Yeah. Right. Definitely. So it's, like by default, any any all the, the kid related stuff is my responsibility and my time and. Sometimes I have a helper <laughs> that I can de- de- delegate some of those mm. things to, but it's it's certainly me at the top of that chain, right? Delegating all the stuff. Does it ever? Is it ever a point of resentment for you? Don't we? Won't I'm sure no, your husband I mean, really, will never listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely not. No. Just, I'm not going to put it. Up, I'm not going to put it on my Facebook at all. <laughs> no, I mean I signed up for it, and it was really intentional. Right. So there, there are times where I I, have, I feel like I'm over my head, but I can't. You know, it was my choice for sure, and so I have to live with the consequences of <laughs> the it. The most self-actualized person <laughs> we have ever interviewed. <laughs> but um, when you were at home around your kids all day, did you ever feel that you're spoiling them like too much? They Not, got everything I don't think they time wanted. is too much. Is it, I don't think you can really spoil your kids with too much of your time. I mean, I, I didn't worry about that. I mean, I worry about spoiling my kids by exceeding to their every demand, but they weren't demanding my time. I was just, I was just there and we right. did stuff together. So that there wasn't, that wasn't, didn't feel like spoiling, but you know, you're, as a parent, you're constantly worried about spoiling your kids and giving them things that you shouldn't. And oh, it's not just me? Oh, oh thank God. God. And I, I, the worst is I, you give this, there's a, some moment where you give in to something that it seems like not a big deal. Like, okay, you can have chocolate milk if it'll make you stop doing whatever it is. It's one time, and then five years go by. You're like, oh my god, chocolate milk every morning for the yeah. last five <laughs> years because of that one bad you know time. We wouldn't know anything about that. <laughs> um, did the fact that you were spending, they were spending all of their time with you, do you think it had any impact on their transition to school? Suddenly, suddenly, they went from having you all the time to having you for eight. 
huge block less than they well, we used did, to. Well, we sort of saw that coming and worked a little bit gradually into it. So I th- the girls started a, a preschool where they did two half mor- two mornings, which is a couple hours, when they were maybe two and a half or three. <coughs> mm-hmm. And then when our son came, and I was really literally so overwhelmed, and the girls couldn't be in preschool then for another unrelated reason for a, a period of time. So we hired a, a temporary, a 20-hour 20 20 a week nanny, a part-time nanny, right. to help out. But really then, for when my son was a newborn, she really, those 20 hours gave me time to take the girls out and leave. Because I couldn't, I, like a six-month-old or a two-month-old, you can't take to the museum with the, with the kids who want to go to the museum. Yeah. So it won't of that be a time, successful trip. I feel like we had a nanny, but <laughs> she watched the newborn while I took right. the other ki- the kids out, mostly. It's, mm-hmm. It still gave me some time to do you know, a little bit more exercise, a little bit more time than I had previously. Got it's, it. it's, I feel it's kind of funny because it sounds like a luxury, like, oh, well, we had a part-time nanny. And then, like, yeah, except, you know, yeah, half of that part-time was me with the kids without the nanny. Sounds like a, it sounds like a luxury to you. To, to yeah. me, it's like, yeah, the air you breathe. But anyway, yeah. we can, yeah. We complain a lot. We do. We 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 do. We actually and and the podcast helps. It's part of your charm. Yeah. It's, it's an opportunity to complain as part of our uh, work product. So, let's say there are uh, gay parents to be, prospective parents who now consider that one of them should be a, a stay-at-home dad. What what are the things that they should consider? What is your advice? Well, I do think it's important to have have one per, have the, the have the roles really clearly defined. Not that one person has to do everything, but that if you know, it is going to be the case that it's going to work out much better if one person is making who's what was the word you use the delegate. The, I the, said the chief boss. management chief officer. Management I don't officer. know where the hell but that that's, came from. But that's pretty good, it's, and it's because it's and even I, I see a lot of straight couples who have a new baby, and there's this weird guilt. The mama's breastfeeding. That's not weird. <laughs> the mom is, I think it's well weird. breastfeeding is kind of weird, yeah. <laughs> but but the, there's this guilt because the moms really have to be up at night breastfeeding. There's no if if you're gonna breastfeed, you're gonna you're gonna be the one waking up with the baby. But then they're mad at the father for not right suffering with them along with. So the dad wakes up in the middle of the night too to sort of be emotional emotionally supportive. And I get, but it also means that then you have two parents who are not sleeping. Yeah, and that's not mm-hmm. good. And so we made – one of the choices we made there is I was the one up all night with the kids. And I said, don't be guilty. Go sleep. I need you to, to be awake you know, and be able to make the decisions for your job to bring us money. And, to, and when I'm stumbling through the day, for you to be able to say, hey, I think you're you know, boiling the baby or something <laughs> instead of the, the dinner. Yeah, right. But you know, you need, having somebody sleeping is really valuable. So have, going into it with those roles more uh, agreed upon and defined was, re- was really helpful to us. Alex, do you have a closing question? Uh, because I, I've I've done mine. <laughs> uh, oh, will you have more kids? Oh, that's a good uh, closing question. No, but we're sort of getting further and further past that window. We initially said that, um, well, my son's not biologically related to my daughter's. Mm-hmm. And so we had said when he first came, we thought, well, we're done unless we get a call saying that he has a biological sibling, which often oh. this often, often happens in foster care. Really? <laughs> yeah, you get the call for the, the biological sibling. That is already in the world or yes. that may come well, into the world? Well, either way. I see. But that's a very common experience for foster parents, or foster dot parents, is that you get the call. Because now you're, you're, you're on a very similar level to the aunt in Texas who might otherwise have gotten a call for a baby. Yeah. Now that you're the parents of a biological sibling, you're on an equal stance, really, for right. that sort of mm-hmm. placement. Have you actually notified the agencies that, or yes. whoever it is, that if we that actually, happens? We had this strange psychic feeling that our our son had a, a baby sibling, um, and 
put out the word to, uh, for whatever that's worth saying, you know, like, that is, and that's unusual for us. We're not the, usually the kind of people that have psychic feelings about <laughs> the <laughs> in the world. And we've we got kind of a roadblock because uh, his biological mother mostly lives out of state. Uh-huh. And so the state agencies could only do n- not much. Really? She was in California for his birth and then went back, as best we know, to her home state. The agencies don't cross state lines? They can, but but it wasn't. It, so that, that ended up being a problem. Like, I see. You know, it was just, it was difficult to ask and so on and so forth. But we did find out through uh, contact later, we have one biological relative that we contacted. And it was already sort of too late. The baby was sort of living with the new biological father. and But I, mm. I felt a little redeemed <laughs> by my psychic powers. <laughs> That's that amazing. I, that there was a baby out there. Now, really, last question. Okay. Um, how, do you, how much do you think uh, the fact that you wanted to be a stay-at-home dad was because you, had a, you lived with a stay-at-home mom? Oh. oh, that's a good question. I think a lot. I mean, I, th- it was a, I had a really great childhood with my stay-at-home mom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was, it was, it was the kind of, uh, that was the childhood I wanted my kids to have. And I don't know. But I, I, did, you, did you find yourself uh, thinking, like, I'm copied? Stuff that my mom did to to our copy. It was a very. Copying? We lived in very different settings. We lived on a small farm with okay. my mom, so like it was that was. We lived in you know in a city, so by the beach near L.A. So it was very different, right? You know, but it was. You guys don't have chickens here now. No chickens. No chickens. That's yeah, a shame. Yeah, <laughs> I would like to have chickens. Yeah. it's tricky. And <laughs> city chickens are <laughs> tough to chickens. come by. Craig, thank you so thank much you for coming. So much for your so, so long way beach. from uh, uh, Long Beach. Yeah, yeah. Really. yeah. Uh, it was a pleasure. Thank you for having me. This was Craig Sawyer. Did Sawyer. we figure out? Did we? No. Sorry, Craig. We don't actually remember how to pronounce your last Sorry. name. Sorry. Sorry. Um, it's going to be on our website. Anyway. <laughs> and, uh, and, he, and the link to his business. Uh, anyway, a uh, few things that Craig said during the interview that I thought were pretty important. Uh, one is that uh, to have the role defined. Yeah. When you decide that one of you want to stay at home, um, you don't want to get into a resentment issue, you know, and some yeah. kind of issues. Right? Yeah, I have to say, I, I guess... Um it's hard for me to understand because, you know, it's foreign from the sensitivity, sensibilities that I have. Uh, but I can imagine that there are scenarios where you could still develop resentment, even once those decisions are made. I thought about something uh, after the interview, like what happened during the weekends? I don't right. Know. When, when right. Did did all of it? Did he just say, "Okay, I did the entire week." So I, I kids are kid, yours now. Yeah, yeah I don't. Or know. he says, "Okay, you worked all week, and you probably want to rest. Yeah. So I have to take the kids." Oh God, that so sounds that's, so great. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, uh, also the chief management officer of the household, yeah. uh, Alex. That was a good one. Well, thank you. Good Look, job. Well, you're the one who's done it, so thank you. No, but. Uh, you're the one who came up with the term. Look, I, I, I'm happy to be the officer. I, I do want to spend a second on that. There's been an area of conflict in our relationship since the kids were born. Uh, we've talked about it uh, plenty. We've yelled about it a little bit as well. And it's the question of the balance of time uh, 
versus responsibilities, because I think that we've both done a really good job of balancing out the amount of time we give to our children and spend with our children and do fun things with, et cetera, et cetera. But there is this one area where you have been responsible for the planning of pretty much everything. And what I'd love to hear from some of our listeners who have kids themselves is is there anyone who's found a situation where they've actually balanced that function out as well, where not just one of the of the couple are actually responsible for the management? And I'd love to understand how that works. So email us at hello at daddysquare.com and let us know how you do it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, one other thing that I thought when looking back uh, at the interview that uh, it's also connected to episode two that we did with Peter Gandolfo when he Mm -hmm. talked about life purpose. We asked him about dads who decide to stay at home. Right. Oh, that's right. We did. So he said that uh, you have to think about how it will contribute to me. Like try to see your story. Like where do you want to go? So if you want to take this opportunity to be creative and start something or or do something or or learn to cook or I I don't know, like whatever it is that... uh, you want to utilize your time, so you won't end up after ten years, you know, thinking, "What have I done?" Right. Like, what? Um, so that's really important to kind of look at the look at the whole the whole journey. Yeah, and you know, I had another thought too. Um, you know, uh, in this uh, podcast, I've I've mentioned a few times how surprised I am that uh, a lot of the challenges that exist uh, that we thought were gay. Uh, gay dad challenges turn out to be the same challenges that straight couples have. Mm-hmm. But one of the things that I think is really interesting here is that in a same-sex couple, whether it's men or women, um, it's impossible to know what the responsibilities, you know, society hasn't decided what the responsibilities are the way it has, at least in the past, for men and women. And so that means that we as men who have kids uh, have to discover and figure out the balance of these responsibilities on our own because there's no kind of preconceived notion of how that's supposed to work. Yes. On one hand, on the other hand, it's... um related to your own parenting style as it was defined by your parents. Right, agreed. Unless, you know, you go to therapy and change it. But <laughs> but overall, I mean, I, I believe it's only through therapy you change it. Otherwise, it's uh, it's just automatically what you know. This, this is episode brought to you by therapists. therapists. Most of the episodes so far have been brought to you by therapists. No, but seriously, I, I really think that this episode is uh, directly connected to episode two. So yeah. if you guys haven't heard our interview with Peter, it's uh, highly recommended <clears throat> before you decide um, whether or not to stay at home. Um, and also, it was interesting that he uh, mentioned the pressure on the other one, not on the one who stays at home, but the pressure of the other father to the, to make all the money. So, yeah. to, and you know, and suddenly when things at work are stressed, it's twice as stressful. Yep. Yeah, um, understood. Yes, I know you. I know you can understand. <laughs> so and and also he talked about uh, he talked about going back to work gradually yeah. when the kids are old enough and they didn't need need him anymore. Yeah, um, I thought that you know using his talent, he like it's he said it started with photography. Right. I have to tell you, I was so I was I was really touched. I was moved by 
how natural it seemed to him to do what he did with his kids. And uh, there's a real comfort in his life that I sensed when we were talking to him that I don't feel and I, I haven't felt in my in myself. You know, everything about parenting for me has been a big change and very jarring. And, and Yeah, for both of us. Yeah, and I think that for him, you just sensed this kind of natural... Um, readiness, mm-hmm. uh, and I, I, it was nice to see somebody for whom the experience was so radically uh, uh, different and more comfortable than it was for me. Yeah, and you know what? Uh, I feel the same way, like you, and I think that uh, it's kind of a different type of people who are, you know, I think you mentioned it in one of the earlier episodes, like whether you are ready or not. Uh, But the process that we do and, you know, we do love our kids, but we don't want to pay the price. So it's kind of a struggle between remaining what we were before and and wanting to become parents and, and, uh, you know, be ourselves and be individuals, but also be fathers. Yep. So yes, that's it, I think, for, uh, for today. But uh, before we go, you know, we have this uh, uh, Sage Advice yeah. segment. Yeah, I have one. I think, do you? I do. I thought about changing it. Oh, you what do you want to do? I thought about changing it a little bit and make it like things that I learned this week about parenthood. Because who we are to advise? Everyone has advice. Everyone. This is a podcast. The glorious thing about podcasts is that anyone can pretend that they're experts at Anything. Yeah, but we're no experts. I think we we're just pretty dads. clear about that with everybody. Uh, yes, uh, we're no expert and we're no uh, psychologist or whatever, but we do learn a lot every Well, what did week. we learn? And then so, I'll say what I learned. So what did I learn this week? <laughs> First of all, I learned two things. One is that I thought about spoiling a lot. And, and I've been thinking about it for the last month. Spoiler so. alert. Sometimes I think... Well, if I give him what he wants, then I'm spoiling him. Yeah. But if I don't, he's defeated and he thinks that I'm controlling him too much. And, it, you know, so he doesn't get to be to want stuff and, and achieve them and be independent. Right. We'll see. Please continue. Anyway, so I thought about what spoiling is and what I realized is that spoiling the kid is giving extra services that are not not needed. For example, if the kid wants, you know, we, we prepare the milk for him. If he wants it in a different cup, tough luck. Mm-hmm. So I decided that gradually, because I w- we were kind of doing it to our kids until now, yeah. I decided that gradually I want to get rid of it. I agree with you. I'm just not sure of an example of what isn't extra services. I mean, give me an example of something that you would be okay with doing that you would not consider spoiling them then? Uh, give them food? Well... Give them hugs? Well, okay. I'm, uh, not, I'm not really sure I understand the distinction. I mean, I, I guess my view... Yeah, yeah. You know, we have to give them milk every night, right? Okay. So I give him milk. Yeah. He doesn't want the cup. Yeah. Yeah, I'm he has to have the, the cup. cup. Yeah, I'm with you about that. I'm totally so with So that's the that. spoiling part. Okay. The okay. spoiling part is the extra thing that we, the extra step that, that we usually take with them. Okay. The other thing that I learned this week is about fun, having fun. Oh, you're so, going to take oh, my thing. Oh, really? Well, I don't know. Go on. 
because I, I was I, I think about every time we we go places yeah. uh, I'm saying I, I say to them oh it's gonna be so much fun oh we got it's gonna be gonna do this and it's gonna be so much fun because we want them to go right okay then uh, you know it's cool every every day when they come home from school I ask them how was your day fun right <laughs> and I realize that they don't share because we never tell them. We never share with them so how will they learn to share what words they're there like true so and I started it today I don't know if you I heard I heard you heard it uh, so I started uh, telling uh, Adam we were in New York and yeah, yeah. you know and, and tell them the, the whole story by details and he listened to me and and I guess that you know this is how how maybe he will learn to really tell me what's how was his day like really yeah Well, I look forward to telling my children about how I worked on a capital investment PowerPoint presentation today, honey. Um, you know, uh, my little takeaway was also about fun, but a different thing. Uh, you know, there we were in New York and uh, on a lark at a last minute, um, you suggested actually that we see a Broadway show. And I'm not a Broadway show kind of guy, really. Because his sex is in the heel. the sex is in the heel we're gonna get to that uh, and we saw kinky boots and so I will I will give you two pieces I'm gonna call it sage advice two pieces of sage advice one we're gonna get explicit lyrics one go to a fucking show go you and your partner your husband whatever he is go out to a show don't just go to dinner and go home go Go put put the effort into going out and doing something together that is not the standard easy thing that only lasts an hour and then you're home. That's one. But two is see kinky boots when you're doing it. Oh my God, I am not I'm not a Broadway girl by any stretch, but the sex is in the heel. The sex is in the heel. You have to see this thing. I was like screaming and jumping up and down. It was amazing. Yes. Amazing. It was amazing. And Cindy. Cindy. I love her. I do. I do love Cindy Lauper. How can you not? Mm-hmm. Um, okay. She so, bops. <laughs> she bops. She bops. Of course she does. Um, that's it for us for, for, from us for today. Uh, keep the email and messaging uh, and everything coming keep in, keep in touch with us we love it and uh, we love being in touch with with you guys and um, and if you have any recommendations or criticism or whatever we take it and we hug it and we love it <laughs> seriously I'm no, all for world peace you guys I, I'm all for hugging you know hugging criticism um, and uh, and don't forget to rate and review us. Uh, yeah. on iTunes and um, if you forget how many stars iTunes. you're supposed to do the number is five so write to us at hello at daddysqr.com daddy square is a part of the, the gazewithkids.com umbrella nice umbrella <laughs> umbrella Ella Ella, Ella. Okay. Uh, Alex yeah have a good week there's a show uh, of uh, Jake Kinky She- Boots no Jake Shears performs ah. in LA are you coming okay. Let's oh, go see no, him. I'm actually busy um, go see a fucking show. Okay, bye.